It turns out warmer temperatures, wildfire smoke, bad air quality, they all affect our health, right down to our cells. Some might scoff at the idea that climate change affects all of us, but doctors say it does. So just how much does climate change affect our health? Check out this interview by my colleague, NPR News host, Kathy Werzer. With me are Dr. Rick Wojcik and Dr. Gwen Coleman from the National Institute of Environmental Health Sciences. The NIEHS is one of the federal agencies spearheading studies of climate change on individuals and communities. Here's our conversation. Where are we when it comes to research on the short and long-term effects of climate change on, on the human body and in community? There are direct effects. For example, the, there are heat-related illnesses. Uh, there's cardiovascular disease, uh, mental and neurological disorders, vector-borne disease, uh, and respiratory diseases, just to name a few. But also, it's important to recognize that there are indirect effects on health, and those are caused by chemical toxicants that are released into the environment through flooding, population displacement, uh, changes in air, water, and food quality and quantity, interruptions to health care. And we need to recognize that the health impacts of climate change are disproportionately borne by the most vulnerable Americans. What's been something that has come out of uh, the program that has been something that surprises you? Yeah, well, some of the things that Dr. Wojciech talked about is the indirect drivers of climate change have been documented through these events. Like, so for example, the Hurricane Harvey situation in Texas, the researchers there were able to go into the communities after the hurricane and measure air and water quality and see the plumes of uh, the aftermath of the petroleum plants or the spillover of various chemicals that end up in the water system. And we've seen the same kind of thing happen, learning about what those indirect longer-term effects of the wildfires are. Dr. Wojcik, I want to come back to you. I, I want people to hear from you what the exposome is and then maybe how climate change relates to that study. So if we truly want to understand the impact of these environmental exposures, we have to take this exposomic framework. And it's defined, it was originally defined by Chris Wilde back in 2005 as the totality of exposures over the life course. You know, the people who are experiencing you know, extreme heat uh, may also be impacted by water contaminated with toxicants, uh, air pollution, psychosocial stress, uh, lack of exercise, as well as nutritional deficiencies. That may be a, an indirect effect of, of climate change. I mean, we, for example, know that the pregnancy is a very sensitive period of time uh, for both the mother and the fetus, but especially the fetus and that there are environmental exposures during pregnancy that can influence how your genes are going to be working much later in life. So are you saying that in, in due time that your cells can be affected? Is that right? I mean, we have a, a great deal of interest in looking at, for example, during pregnancy, how different environmental exposures, multiple exposures may be influencing you know, how your genes are being expressed and how there may be epigenetic changes, you know, chemical modifications to the DNA, not just uh, base changes in the DNA that influence, you know, not, not just mutations, but those uh, chemical modifications of the DNA that can influence how the genes are being expressed, both during pregnancy as well as potentially later in life. Fascinating. Where do you think this research is going to go? We'll be understanding the various drivers for the uh, health outcomes in communities. We'll be working collectively with community organizations to hear how climate is impacting them and what kinds of research they need in order 
to uh, protect themselves, either through public health policy or other social determinants of health. You know, what kind of housing do they need? What kind of social systems do they need? So we we believe that there's a need for good scientific evidence to show where those vulnerabilities are, to understand the size and the scope of the risks, and then to look for interventions. Thank you for the work both of you and those who work for you. We appreciate you taking time to talk with us here on ClimateCast. Dr. Coleman and Dr. Wojciech, all the best. Thank you. Well, thank you, Kathy. It's, uh, it's great you. to be this here. Thank you. This was fun. That's Dr. Rick Wojciech and Dr. Gwen Coleman from the National Institute of Environmental Health Sciences. Thanks, Kathy Werzer, for that great insight today. That's ClimateCast. I'm NPR News Chief Meteorologist Paul Hudner.